on last week's Irrevelations. And it literally says that Joab put his words in her mouth. She's basically doing like the uh, filibuster from Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, where he reads like all the Boy Scouts letters or whatever. <laughs> Should Absalom really be held accountable for 20 minutes of mistake? Oh, it's probably because he had a bunch of like oil and perfume and glitter in his hair. Absalom, hungry, ambitious. Right. Get in it. Mm. Nike commercials. He's got um, the eye of the tiger while yeah. his dad's just f- and sucking. He's like, I'm the king of Israel and everyone f- loves me and I'll dance like a f- idiot all day long and everyone's gonna just jerk off on me. I can rape whoever I want, you know? David is still playing the sad boy, but he's like, so I'm really sad, but I have an idea for how we're gonna f- Absalom. Before we turn to the word, can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God, I am America. Death in the The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Televangelist Jim Backer ordered by Attorney General to stop selling fake cure for coronavirus. Oh, oh no. Uh, (laughs) Apparently, the Jim Backer show was served a cease and desist letter to stop touting an alleged cure for the coronavirus. I wonder what the cure was. Apparently, it was covered on uh, Last Week Tonight. You, you don't really watch Last Week Tonight, right? No. I used to. I really like it. But apparently, uh, Backer was previously convicted of fraud and served time in federal prison related to his activities connected to the popular Praise the Lord Club show, a religious version of mainstream talk shows featuring Jim and wife Tammy Faye Backer. Uh, the yeah. couple later divorced in 992 in the wake of a scandal that saw Backer pay hush money to cover up an affair with church, ser- church secretary... Jessica Hahn. Yeah, how is uh, he? St- I don't see how you survive that blow. But then what you the look fuck at Trump. Are these people? You yeah. look at Trump, and it's like, okay, I guess I do see why. It's the same people supporting both. You know, it, it, it seems absurd that you would have a show with your wife, which who the fuck would watch that garbage? But I guess it's idiot Christians. And then yeah. you have to pay hush money because you're fucking your secretary, who's also within the church. Yeah. And then go to jail for fraud. But don't worry, he has a new show and a new wife, so you know. All's forgiven. How can I give this guy my money? I mean, it's a good time. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it was a guest on a show pushing something called Silver Solution. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Let's say it hasn't been tested on this strain of the coronavirus, but it has been tested on other strains of the coronavirus and has been able to eliminate it within 12 hours, she replied when asked Other about strains? It. What does that mean? Other strains? of stro- I mean, it's like a type of SARS, right? I don't fucking. Do well, I we're scientists. Like- we're, we're scientists. Uh, later, uh, set a disclaimer. This statement has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Science. So, so what? Silver Solution products were on sale for more than one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Do we know what the Silver Solution is? Yeah, it's colloidal silver. Colloidal Just colloidal silver. silver. Yeah, which has which has irreversible side effects. <laughs> <laughs> I think I use that in my PC to like prevent algae buildup. So, I mean, I'm not sure that it's. 
It sounds well, awesome. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd watched it. Yeah, but it's good. Um, it's good. I personally, and I know I stand by this. If you're dumb enough to go to televangelist for your cure for a flu type, you know, then you yeah. deserve to die from it. And which one's worse, going to a televangelist or going to Alex Jones? <laughs> I think. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. That's a tough right? one. Uh, I, I would still say stuff. I would still say the televangelist. Uh, I think at the very least, it seems like Alex Jones. At least there's some vitamins in there. It, it's not going to. Yeah, and honestly, uh, what what's this thing called? Like male male virility? Or, yeah, it's, no, sure, it has yeah. like a stupid ass name because it always gets memed. But anyways, I feel like that stuff probably is just you'll piss it out as yeah. opposed to silver, which can cause. Uh, Argyria, a bluish gray discoloration of the skin, which is usually permanent. <laughs> <laughs> that actually does sound cool. I you mean, to be, be Doctor Manhattan for free. <laughs> <just takes laughs> I mean, to be true, I, I think the highest calling for a televangelist, I would assume, is doing God's work and Correct. poisoning old people who are already at risk of coronavirus, so that they die even quicker from coronavirus, is probably as close to doing God's work as anyone can. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I I mean, if anyone did make coronavirus, it was God. Yeah. So. I heard I, I heard a conspiracy. I heard that uh, – maybe we talked about this, but I heard uh, – I've been hearing some wild conspiracy theories about coronavirus. I heard that um, it's a plot from San Francisco to help ease their hopeless troubles from the union that picks up human shit for a living. That's and fair. I was like, what, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, you know how many homeless people shit – on the ground in San Francisco. I was like, I've heard, I've heard, you know, there's an app that you can use to like do hobo shit sightings. I was like, yes, I am aware of that. Why? Who cares? And she's like, did you know that there's a team that has to go out and scoop human shit? I was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. So I think they're involved. <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I was like, I, was like I, I can believe a lot about secret deep state government organizations. I don't imagine there's much power by the guys that pick up shit for a living. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> that's why they're doing that job. Yeah. She just she just like wove a conspiracy spider web, but it's just a single strand. <laughs> I was like, I was like yeah, you flies. obviously, obviously there's Pizzagate, there's the Clintons, there's the Rothschilds, there's the Vatican, there's the Jews, of course, and then there's the guys that clean up shit from San Francisco's streets. Those are... Well, those they're are the, the combination cabals. of all those other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Ghislaine Maxwell is actually their union rep. <laughs> Just pulling the strings in the uh, yeah. shadowy corners. Like uh, I, I remember uh, when I was in school, they were like, "Make sure you study. You don't want to be one of those guys that picks up human shit for a living." I was like, "Those guys are running the world's government, obviously." Yeah, yeah. And the puppet masters are the puppet masters, and obviously releasing deadly strains of bio viruses into the fucking planet. Well, if anyone is going to have access to some weird ass strains of viruses. It's going to be people that touch poop all day long. So. Oh, my God. You know what? Now <laughs> yeah. that you've said that. I, it's I coming together. It's coming together. They probably just. Uh, They're immune to it, too. They're immune to everything. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. like they make they they get out all the ingredients for to make a sandwich on the subway and like have it on the seats. <laughs> They're like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> Actually, um, this is this is a tangent, but uh, uh, I was watching Schwarzenegger, my personal hero. And uh, he was talking about how when he makes his food, he'll leave the gym, not wash his hands, so that when he's eating, he's got all the fucking bugs the and shit germs. from the gym germs in his food, so it makes him stronger. Yeah, that's how he became the ultimate Chad. <laughs> the ultimate Chad. That's how you. That's 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 fuck your uh, mistress without a condom money. You know, Ooh, you're just like I've yeah. got that fucking energy. <laughs> the maid. The, the maid. maid. 
yeah. whatever, mistress, whatever. Honestly, I guess she did double duty. She was both. <laughs> Good on her. Yeah. Uh, gross. But yeah, that's you know what, what I, I will. What I will say about coronavirus is mm. that obviously there is the conspiracy theory that it was lab developed, right? Because there's some lab in Wuhan, and there's no real evidence that that's true. But apparently, it ta- it like it like guess gestates. Right, that's the word. Gestates for like eleven days in your system before you really start to show symptoms, mm-hmm. and that is like the perfect virus if you want to oh, get everyone. It's like fucking. a it's like a cooler form of AIDS. Yeah, you know, like way cooler. <laughs> yeah, way cooler. You know, like like AIDS, it's so much effort to spread it, and it takes so long for you to die from it. But this yeah. shit, it's got it's it's found that perfect sweet spot. Hang out for a couple of days, travel the world. Yeah, you know, right under the conf- radar. Go to a conference in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Spread well, it to your friends. Unfortunately. No, <laughs> not now. Did you hear about the woman in San Antonio, though? So right down the road from me, she yeah. like got brought in to be quarantined. And they're like, all right, you can go to your house. You have to stay there. So she immediately went to the mall. And they're like, <laughs> are you fucking serious? Man, you got to get, you know, there's probably a sale. I get it. There's an outbreak here now, though. So that's good. Good. Which is, good, pro- good, good, which is good, probably good. why they didn't want to come to Austin. I heard it's a conspiracy to wipe out boomers up to the uh, 2020 election. I want it to just kill the silent generation at last. Finally, yeah. Shut Isn't the fuck the up, ones? the silent generation. Yeah, it's it's time to stop talking for good. <laughs> Isn't that the one before boomers? I don't or, know. Or that might be before I think that was the, the world's greatest generation. Yeah. The greatest generation. I don't know. The silent generation is between World War One and World War Two. So, yeah, they're already uh, fucking dead. Yeah, Good hopefully. riddance. Yeah. Can I say it? Yeah. We're about to run out of World War II vets, too. Probably because of the coronavirus. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Did Hitler well, get the last laugh? <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, if we ever need them now more than ever with the rise of Nazis. Yeah. We're going to need uh, a new class. It's, it's clearing the way for them to come in, you know? It's like uh, it's like when um, all those diseases wiped out the Native Americans right before we showed up. Oh, true. Um, I was thinking, though, that the Bernie Bros can just be the new World War II vets. Mm. They got it all. They would have to you put know. down their avocado toast and their Ooh. vegan cheese and get off their ass. But I think you can still eat whenever you're a soldier. So why would they have to put down their toast? Anyway, so welcome <laughs> to the Revelations podcast. I'm cold to lose. Let's get dumb Great. this dumb this shit. Is, this is the worst Fucking conversation I've ever had. Drunk rambling, yeah. How much are we getting paid for this? Um <sighs> Yeah, this is the Relations Podcast. We read the Bible so that you don't have to. I'm Grant Voiced. And I'm Cole Belusky. And we are on episode 76, which yeah. is uh, the same as the Philadelphia 76ers, named after 1776 when America was founded. So pat yourself on the back today, America. We are the Fallout 76 of podcasts. Yeah, that actually sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're awful. We hate. Speaking of people who um, hate the world and themselves, we're back talking about David. Yes, that God, son of a I bitch. Fucking hate David. The more we get into this Bible, the more I don't understand God's love of David, Christians and Jews' love of David. I don't understand anyone who thinks David is a good guy. I don't get the allure. No, he's a bastard. He uh, he's a piece of shit. Does horrible things to the people under his power. And I honestly, that's. What do they always say? If you want to judge someone, look at how they treat their underlings. And mm. everyone besides God is under David, and he treats all of them like shit. 
<laughs> Except true. for Joab, because Joab is a cool murderer. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. We're, we're gonna get we're gonna get to some shit. Uh, I, I don't think we'll get to chapter. I think we're just doing sixteen and seventeen today. Probably, maybe flirt with eighteen. We'll see where we're at. Yeah, maybe I, I got them both on that. Some funny stuff happens in eighteen. Um, okay, well, with no further ado, let's talk about where we're at. Uh, because last week I thought was a little convoluted. Um, again. Maybe that's just because I edited it drunk. But uh, David, at this point, is on the run, right? Absalom basically did this very slow, I'm cooler than you takeover, kind of mm-hmm. despite mm-hmm. David for being a piece of shit father. Sure. Uh, I think Absalom was in the right. What is your take on that? Is he a good um, guy or a bad guy? Is Absalom a good guy or a bad guy? I think we can't really know. Uh, the more I read this Bible and the more I read David's story, the more I just think he's not a trustworthy narrator. Sure, or whoever more, wrote it in his defense. Yeah. But the point being, this is the – this is – this is Absalom is at least this good, right? You know? Like, if anything, they smeared him in the Bible. So I can only assume that this is the worst representation of his character, and it's not even that bad. He was probably awesome. Assuming he's real, of course. So, well, I mean, it, it, it's kind of weird because on paper, what we have is that David was obviously cool with one of his sons raping one of his daughters. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, one of his sons killed his other son, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm cool with that too." And then, like, one of his sons was like, "And now I'm just gonna like make a slight rebellion." He's like, "Yeah, man, I'm cool with that too." Like, David just seems so fucking useless, and I, I don't know if it's like some kind of. Um, I'm getting kind of like a Kevin Spacey from like Usual Suspects type shit, where he's like, "Look at me, I'm so stupid, I couldn't have done anything." But like in the background, he's just fucking a fucking malicious piece of shit. Yeah, like an evil Mr. Bean. Yeah, yeah like, oops, how did I get in here? Oh, and I raped this woman and killed this guy. I didn't. Oh, oopsie doopsie. Where are my glasses? I couldn't see what I was doing. Um, so now you know, we added Mr. Magoo to it as well. I love it. Yeah. It just seems like he has no agency. He makes no decisions. I'm honestly struggling to think of an instance outside of him living as a bandit king where he actually makes a decision, where he isn't just being kind of forced into different corners where in almost like self-defense, almost he kills all these people or it's accident or it's some shit that he's well, not in control of. Goliath was pretty badass. Goliath was badass. That was like an aggressive, I'm going to go stop this guy. Yeah. Where he's but, like, oh, all you guys are. Sc-. I mean, that was, a, I like David then. It was a very long I time guess. ago and only for a short time. But yeah, he was kind of badass for a moment. I, I guess we'll give him Goliath, but everything since then, it's like, hey, you need to change all God's laws. He's like, why should I? Because there's this story and I'm telling you to. He's like, okay. You know? And then it's like, hey, uh, you need to do this, this, this. And he's like, all right, well, if that's what you say, Joab. He just seems like. Um, and it's going to be a uh, – uh, this is a pathetic blow. Even I know that coming in. But it's kind of – it feels like uh, the early reports from like Trump's camp, you know, okay. where they're like, well, what does Trump even do? And you're like, he'll just listen to whoever is talking to him at that moment. Whoever's closest <laughs> and loudest kind of decides the fate of the nation where yeah. it just seems he's like, why should I do this? They're like, well, you know, he's coming. He's like, all right. Like, should we flee? And they're like, you got to. Your, your, your fucking son's coming. He's like, well, I should just flee too, right? Like it, it, he doesn't seem to have any agency. Saul was doing shit. That's funny because that really ties in with how important suddenly uh, advisors are in this story, right? Where advisors right. haven't really been a big deal up to this point. Like Joshua didn't give a shit. Samson didn't ask anyone's advice. 
uh, maybe like some of these guys went to God, sure. But now suddenly the King's advisors are like this top tier of person that have this utmost respect given to them. And the Kings do exactly what they say, as we're going to find out in this episode. Um, and, and I think especially when we start talking about Joab, I think Joab is, yeah. uh, when we get to 18, I think we're going to really see Joab's relationship to David laid bare of what he is, what kind of fucking person he is. Sure, you sure. Know. Like, I love oh him. no, I would never do anything bad. Joab, did you do exactly what I would have had you do if I wasn't so busy telling everyone I would never do that? Oh no, Joab. Whoopsie, whoopsie. Yeah, anyway. David's piece of shit. Um, Let's get into and it. And then also, I was going to say, for on your point, and then we can continue. He, uh, the only time that he did take decisive action, accepting of course, Goliath. But whenever he does something active, it's usually to cover up his sins. You know, it's oh, like yeah. him fucking Bathsheba. And then that was like the most activity action <laughs> verbs that he had was, uh, you know, raping uh, Uriah's wife and then having Uriah killed. Other yeah. than that, he just kind of is a leaf in the wind. So yeah. cool guy. Cool, cool guy. guy. Cool guy. Certainly, so certainly he- the line of Jesus and the forecoming of Christ. If there ever was one. Um, so David now, uh, if, if you remember exactly where we left off, he was going up to the Mount of Olives, basically just weeping over the state of, uh, his kingdom, right? Very publicly weeping, I might add. Oh yes. And we're going to find out why in a second, this little (laughs) bastard. So he's on chapter 16. Uh, David is on, uh, his walk to the summit of the Mount of Olives when he runs into a man named Ziba. Now we've met Ziba before. You probably don't remember because it's a dumbass name. But in chapter nine, Ziba was the steward for Mephibosheth. And if you remember that stupid ass name, he is the grandson of Paul by Jonathan. So grandson of Saul. Saul, Saul, Saul. Saul. He's Saul. It's a that's a later. He's Saul's grandson, Jonathan's fucked up son with his fucked up feet. Yes, his legs don't work because the nurse dropped him or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So when she was running, so he is the cripple. Uh, descendant of Saul, and he uh, he's not with this man, but David runs into Ziba, who's like his caretaker, steward, man, basically, mm-hmm. his butler. And uh, David sees him, and this guy's got a string of donkeys, and they're all loaded the fuck up. Hundreds of loaves of bread, a hundred raisin cakes, it says, a hundred case, uh, cakes of fig, and a big-ass wineskin. So this guy is like loaded for a fucking party, as far right. as I can tell. And, of course, uh, David says to him, yo, what, what's all this? And Ziba says, well, uh, the donkeys are for your your household to ride on. The bread and the fruit are for your men to eat. The wine is to refresh those who become exhausted in the wilderness. I don't know if they know what wine does, but it's not exactly refreshing. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't drink a glass of wine and be like, boy, I'm ready to go on a hike. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready, to do a, I'm ready to do war now in the desert. Yeah. Because I'm, oh. I'm day drunk. Yeah, fuck um, yeah. Hey, but uh, you know what? It worked for them. So you got to mix cool. that shit with like a four loco or something. <laughs> no, I'm ready for desert battle. <laughs> a little, little drop of LSD. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. Let's fucking party. Uh, so Zeba has all this food and wine and shit, and he goes up to David. David's like, "What's all this?" He's like, "It's for you, bro." And he's like, "All right, well, where's where's Mephish? Mephibosheth? What the fuck his name is? Mephibosheth." Where's yeah. Jonathan's son? Where's the last line in Saul's reign? You know, heir to the yeah. throne of Saul's throne. Where is he? And Ziba goes, oh, 
Yeah, uh, he went to Jerusalem. Uh, he said he thinks God's going to give Israel back to him. You know, <laughs> like like at the last second, he's like, "I'm just going to go to Jerusalem." You know, you stupid Benjamite fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy is a little ambitious for a cripple. He's yeah. like on Stephen Hawking levels, where it's yeah. like, "Hey, do you know who you are? You need to settle down." <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like you were dating this girl, and her last yeah. boyfriend was like blind and like was a cripple, and you're like, well, "What is that?" She's like, "Well, I was young. I was 16. We flirted in high school. You know, obviously now I'm a supermodel, so we're together." And then she dumps you, and there's like fucking Dwayne the Rock Johnson coming her way. <laughs> And you're like, well, whatever happened to Cripple Rick? And he's like, oh, he thinks he's got a shot now. Like, he doesn't have a fucking shot now. <laughs> it's like it's like you're getting married to her. And whenever the, the priest asks if anyone objects, he stands up. Like, obviously, his translator or whatever has to yell for him because he yeah. can't. But, like, that's it's yeah. like, what is this guy doing? What he is just, he fucking? He just pulls out his muscular dystrophy fucking crutches. He's <laughs> like, I oh, object. <laughs> obviously, there's nothing wrong with being a crippled person. But it is kind of absurd to think that... And this giant clash of heroic, handsome warrior types that he's like, oh, it's my chance. It's my turn. (laughs) Maybe his hope is that the House of David will weaken itself enough under the Civil War that he'll be able to turn it back towards House Saul. I'm sure some people are now having uh, fond memories under Saul's rulership, considering what David's let it fall to. I kind of of get the... um, Uh, Viserys Targaryen type vibe. Yeah, yeah, was that yeah. It was where he's One like he, he's like an exile out in the fucking isle, and he's like, "Don't worry. Once once the Baratheons are fighting amongst themselves, I'll just be king. No one wants you as king. You fucking Weasley piece of shit. Like everyone actively hates you. You are a joke. Like yeah, nope. but you can't you can't fault the guy for trying though. Yeah, I guess I don't know, but I think we'll we'll, we'll come back to this. But the point is, I mean, is that <laughs> Zeba is like, hey. M- I'm gonna. Str- I, I'm hoping that this guy dies soon so I can stop saying his name. Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. Hey, Mephibosheth has betrayed you, even though you did such a good thing by him and his family. Um, is betraying yeah. you and is headed to Jerusalem to take the yeah, throne. Yeah, got to eat at David's house, eat at yeah. his table. But maybe, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, anyway, David's like. By the way, you get all of Mephibosheth's shit now. Like he I haven't seen a guy it. with worthless legs like this do something so awesome since Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. we're talking about his medals. Yeah. <laughs> not, that's what I, yes, of course. And not He's him stupid. shooting his way through a door bathroom. No, not that. <laughs> Why would I mean that? That's I don't know. Not, that's not fucking badass. I don't know what you do. But hey, if you guys couldn't hear it, there was a dog whistle for killing your spouse in there. Yeah. Um, all right. So, David says to Zeba, listen, motherfucker, everything that Mephibosheth, Mephibosheth, everything that uh, Captain M used to own is now yours. So, this guy goes from being the servant of Saul's grandson to now suddenly owning all of Saul's uh, uh, willed property. So, this dude basically made the right call when he decided to bring some juicy goods to David. I mean, let, let's let's break it down. Let's really take a step back and think about what this means. One, again, David's just like, I'm running for my life. And all of a sudden now, Mephibosheth, these people I think are my friends, are betraying me. So what I think we're also seeing is suddenly when David was in total control of Israel and in the seat of power, he wasn't threatened by this guy. All of a sudden now, without even really instigating it, 
now that he's fleeing, now that he has no power, now that he's lost Israel, he yeah. has this incident that puts him in a position where he can decree that Mephibosheth lose all his fucking goods. Yes. You know? Because he's an enemy of the state now. Also. And Zeba, who's the guy that David installed next to him. Like he was like, hey, Mephibosheth, I'm going to fucking exile you out in the woods. And I'm going to put my own personal guy in charge of all your goods, just keeping a close, close eye on you. And then as I'm fleeing, this guy that I put in charge now runs at me with a bunch of food and supplies. and gives Presumably me ex- from Mephibosheth's <laughs> yeah, and, and gives me excuse to fucking completely cut you off, you know? Yeah. So David's little plant is working out. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it just seems like Mephibosheth was like a good puppet so that he could maintain this kind of like, no, see, look, me and Saul, we're all good. Look, I, I kept Mephibosheth good. And, uh, and now that he doesn't have like the fucking, he's not comfortable enough in his power that he can leave fucking heirs alive and chill. He's got to like have this excuse to like banish him doubly hard now. For sure. And he was just waiting for that moment, I'm going to imagine. And it's reactionary. He's like, oh, no, he betrayed me and I didn't do anything to him. Like, No, David, you're a piece of shit. We all see it. Yeah, David, you suck. Um, so David keeps walking, and he approaches a town called Bahurim, um, and a man from the same clan as Saul uh, comes out to him. So this guy's name is Shimei. He's the son of Gera, and he starts cursing as he comes along. Um, he's throwing rocks at David with all of David's... David's got his like guards with him, right? His like, royal entourage. But this dude's pelting with rocks, and... Uh, Abishai, uh, this who is Joab's well, let's, brother. Let's, let's, let's say what Shimei says. He's cursing okay, him as well. Okay, fine, fine. He says, get out, get out, you murderer, you scoundrel. The Lord has repaid you for all the blood you shed in the household of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. But, of course, we know that God did it, but whatever. Um, he says, the Lord has uh, given the kingdom into your hand, the hands of your son Absalom. Your house has come to ruin. You're a murderer. So, basically, just... Yeah, he's angry, and now he's glad to see things going back against David. Uh, everyone I, thinks it's real funny. And I, I think it's a rare instance where this is what actually fucking happened. I believe Shimei, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like, hey, yeah. David, you who killed the entire house of Saul and, and usurped the throne. He's like, no, if you recall from what I wrote earlier, uh, I didn't even <laughs> want it. Just a bunch of random people killed them kind of Final Destination style. I had nothing to do with it. You know? And hilariously, Absalom, or sorry, Joab, who has been doing most of the murdering, including Abner... Saul's uncle, right? So same family as this guy. Joab's brother, Abishai, is with David and says, hey, David, do you want me to kill this guy too? (laughs) Hey, you want me to fucking kill this hobo? (laughs) I'll kill everyone. Um, Basically proving the dude's point. But David, in a moment of what is probably a whole bunch of lies, says, no, you know, hey, if my own son has turned against me, what the fuck do I care about this guy? Like, I, you know, he's right. The Lord sent him here to say these words. I need to hear it. Leave him alone. Obviously, in real life, they killed him. But I, I, that's I think it's kind of funny because he's like uh, the king said, "What have I to do with you, you sons of Zariah?" So like he's like Abishai is like, "Hey, should I kill this fucking guy? Like, how dare he?" And he's like, "Man, fuck off! Like, what do you what what what, what do you even like? What do, do you, you care? care? Yeah, yeah, what do you care? Just let him say yeah. his shit." Um, and it's kind of funny because he's like, "What if God is the one telling him to say these things? You know, we don't want to stand against God." I'm really fucking sick of David's shit. I am yes. so sick. I, I'm, I'm, you, know, you, ever see, you ever seen Psycho? Uh, yeah. The original Psycho? Yeah, with Norman You know Bates, when so. they finally like catch him and the police are interrogating him for all the fucking murders that he definitely fucking did? Yeah. And there's that fly walking on his face. And he's like, I'm not even going to swat at it. Let them see. 
they'll be like, wow, he wouldn't even hurt a fly. Like <laughs> That's what David does here. Absolutely. Yeah. He's like, how obviously I'm gonna show these good people that I couldn't have murdered all these people and bloodily usurped the throne and raped those women because I wouldn't even kill a hobo, you know? And then here's what he says. He says, maybe God's watching me right now. And maybe if he sees me wallowing in my misery, he'll restore me to his covenant blessing instead of curse me. Uh, oh, my God. He's fucking faking it and says exactly it's as such, much. It's such that fucking scene from Psycho. He's, he's an he's, emo he, kid, dude. He's That's like, what he everyone's is. looking at me. I got to pretend I'm super fucking sad right now. Yeah. Fuck you, like, David. It's it's exactly emo kid behavior though, right? Or or yeah. like goth kid where he's like, "Oh, I'm going to put I'm going to put on clothes that make me stand out and look really sad because I don't care what my parents think." Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's this isn't this isn't you trying to get their attention for sure. It's dude. like a, it's like a it's it's still a similar analogy, but I was thinking about that video where the woman hired the police like uh went on the deep web to try to hire an assassin to kill her husband and it was the police the whole time and then like yeah. they pull her into the room like your your husband's dead. She's like, "No." No, oh my god, I, I couldn't believe it. They're like, actually, he's alive and he's back there. And she's like, um, husband, obviously, I didn't do any of this. You know, it's just like you're lying <laughs> all, all fucking through it. Like, like, Shimei is like, hey, David, you killed Saul's family, you've brought ruin onto Israel, and all this shit that's happening is just fucking karma because you're a piece of shit. And he's like, no, 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 don't kill him. Everyone will see how good I am because I didn't do that. So that's how I'll, yeah. that's how I'll stand, that's how I'll defend myself, you know. Again, the evidence against David and for David being a piece of shit is yeah. just piling up. And, you know, the second he gets into a private room with his boys, he's like, you know, that guy's a real piece of shit. Am I right? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> someone go kill him now. <laughs> go back under cover of night. Now, now that I've now that I've uh, publicly uh, made my little fucking charade, now we can. So it says that David and his men keep going down the road. And the entire time, Shimei follows them along in the hillside opposite, cursing at him, throwing stones, showering them with dirt. And eventually the king arrived at his destination and he was exhausted. So he refreshed himself. I don't give a fuck if he was. What the fuck? This dude is this dude is in like such a state of grief that he follows a king along a road throwing dirt at him. Right. (laughs) He's that torn open. But we don't care about Shimei, really. All we want to know about is that David was exhausted from his walk. Like what? I don't get the. Is it writing that? I guess the intention is to make us feel sorry for him in some way. Oh, that he had a rough walk. Why? I, I, I just feel like I feel like the story could have been more complete of Bill Cosby. If like as he was getting into his limo, he's like, "Guys, I was so exhausting. All those people calling me a rapist. They're like, you don't deserve that, Bill Cosby. I'm sure that was very tired for you. He's like, I need a rest." From all these people accusing me of the rapes that I did. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. David was so weary and tired from being yelled at from all the people he murdered and raped. Oh, poor David. He's like, I know it's going to win over the crowd. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, goddamn, we can see through this. Yeah, very cool, David. Um, all right, so now we're getting back to Absalom. Now, as we recall, and I, I can't remember where it was, but after the whole Bathsheba thing, one of the bits – well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Sure. Um, so Absalom uh, – this is 1615. Absalom gets to Jerusalem and Ahithophel, uh, which was one of David's uh, advisors who betrayed yeah. David and switched sides and is now working for Absalom, is with him yep. too. And a very wise man, apparently. As we yeah, so wise. We'll see. Well, no, he really is, right? We'll see. You'll okay. see. Okay. 
I think you're no, I think you're confused. The point is that who's also there, none other than Hushai the Archite. Now, if you remember from last episode, Hushai was deliberately sent to Jerusalem under the guise of sweeping, switching sides like Ahithophel did. However, Hushai is still a double agent. He is working for David, basically just to fuck up things in Absalom's court. He's going to give bad advice. He's going to basically counter Ahithophel and all the good advice that he's expected to give. And uh, this is well, the scene where he gets there. In this chapter, we'll have just some Ahithophel unfiltered advice, and we'll see what good it does. But anyway. Um, Fair. So, yeah. Uh, Ahithophel is a double crosser. Hushai is a double agent. And yes. that's the best that Absalom can do. These sneaky Israelites. You take what you can get. Yeah. So Absalom sees Hushai, who's now joining his court and offering his services as an advisor, and says, So, this is the love that you showed to your friend? This is how you fucking take care of David? Why should I want to have anything to do with you? I love the idea of Absalom questioning anyone's loyalty. Like, he's like, what, you're not a good friend? I'm like, we're at war against your own father. Like, I don't know what the fuck. Well... Yes and no. I mean, it's still a good question. Like, you want to vet people to some extent. He doesn't do a very good job, but at least he tries. Well, I don't know. Like, it's it's like Don Jr. being like, I just hate disloyal people. Like, you, your whole we, family. We know why Absalom's doing what he's doing, because David treated him like shit. So, right. like, I think that it still makes sense for him to uh, harp on loyalty. All right, sure. But anyway, Hushai shows up. He's obviously suspicious of him. It's like one of David's friends who obviously was a big-time advisor. And Absalom's like, wait a minute. Aren't you my dad's friend? He's obviously could use some fucking help. Where the fuck is your loyalty, bro? And Hushai says to him, listen, no, the one chosen by the Lord, by the people, by all the men of Israel, his I will be, referring, of course, to Absalom. And I will remain with him. And he says, furthermore, who should I serve? Should I not serve the son? Just as I served your father, I'll serve you. You're, you know, hey, same yeah. genes. We're this cool, is, right? I mean, I mean, obviously, we got some shit going on, but I, yeah. I, I kind of get that. Um, who was the eunuch from Game of Thrones? What was his name? Uh, Varys. Varys, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, Varys. Where it was like, who do you even fucking serve? He's like, I serve the realm. You know, like yeah. Hushai's kind of argument is like, yeah, I'm not here to pick sides. I'm here to serve Israel. You're the king now. Yeah. I'm here to make sure everyone gets taken care of. Yeah, like a secret service agent, right? They don't right. have politics. They right. fucking jump in front of bullets. That's their job. Right. Um, so Absalom says to this is funny and correct. Absalom says to Ahithophel, all right, buddy. Now, not, this is Ahithophel, the actual double crosser, not Hushai. Right. Ahithophel, who allegedly is giving legitimate good advice. This uh, is good advice. Absalom's he like, said, hey, man, all right. So what's the first thing I should do? What's the first order of business now that I've taken the capital? And Ahithophel wisely and accurately says, fuck your dad's wives. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, that's the first order of business. That's day one. Hey, man. So we've got the castle. We got to, like, secure my legacy. What should I do? Have you thought about fucking your dad's wives? And he's like, it's a great idea. Look, listen, clearly you haven't watched as many pickup artist videos as I have on YouTube. <laughs> this is the move, dude. It's called negging at the same time as establishing your confidence. You put on some black fingernail paint, right? All right? A fedora, right? right? You get your goatee trimmed up just right, right? And then you go fuck your dad's wife. <laughs> <laughs> you will dad's be. Wives. Then. Listen, obviously it's more of like a rape situation because they're like, no, you're like our you're like our stepson. We can't fuck oh, you. And he's no, like, I'm stuck doing the laundry and there you are. <laughs> yeah. Not only does he fuck them, he takes a tent, 
puts it up on the roof of his of the fucking palace and fucks these women in broad daylight for all of Israel to see. Like, so hey, you can just like look up and see the king's son going to town on all of his concubines because right. technically they're not wives. That's great shit. That's how I know it's a good king. You know? Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Did David ever fuck someone else's wives in front of the entire city? They're like, no. Hmm. Not a godly man, that one. This is how but we get him. Importantly, what we're seeing here is what a prophecy being fulfilled. Remember when Nathan right. said to David, "Someone, another man is going to fuck your broads in broad daylight. <laughs> here he is. Not only is it happening to him, but it's his own son. So I guess that's extra shameful. Yeah, great work, God. This is how you yeah. fucking do justice. You're like, by the way, I heard you once fucked a whore, so I'm going to make your own son. If this was like a game of fuck, this is like something Jigsaw would do from like, uh, what are those movies? Uh, Saw? Uh, yeah, this Saw is like something Jigsaw would do from like the Saw movies. I'm like, okay, you're going <laughs> to. This is just God coming up with Pornhub categories. Yeah, God's fucking <laughs> Sophie's choice. Be like, yes, I'm going to punish oh, no. you. <laughs> I'm going to make your son fuck your wife. Like, is there, can I just pay a fine? Like, what the fuck, God? You sick fuck. Um, I, 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 here's, here's my, also my grievance with it. So David raped a woman, committed adultery, and then put the man to death for it. So he broke a lot of fucking commandments in there. And according to God, that should be a grand fucking punishment. That's like, like he really, he opened up the earth and swallowed up an entire tribe of people for much, much less. Much less. You're, you're exaggerating but, whenever you say much, much less. <laughs> it's worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for, for just saying a snarky comment once, um, David, on the other hand, his punishment for all this shit is that some of his cast off shitty fucking concubine wives, the wives that weren't even worth taking with him on the run. They're not real wives. His cast off concubines are the he's like, by the way, your wives are going to get fucked. And he's like, oh, okay. Is it the wives I literally just didn't feel like bringing with me on my road trip? Like, yeah, it'd be like it'd be like if you like, uh, like killed a kitten and your dad's like, boy, you're going to get punished. I tell you what. You're, I'm going to have your dinner taken. You're like, oh, no, I love dinner. And then it's like your kid's like, well, what if I just ate three cast-off ice-cold french fries? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Now you've been punished. Like, oh, no, the fries I threw on the ground, he's eating my dinner technically through a technicality. I guess he's technically <laughs> eating my dinner. Not any of David's core wives. Not any. It's not Abigail. It's not Nabal. It's not even Bathsheba, which would have made sense. It's yeah. just ten concubines who aren't even named. Plus, everyone knows that if your kid is killing animals, small animals, right. the correct response is to make them kill every small animal in the neighborhood so they're, like, sick of it. Like, with this, cigarettes, this, you know, you got to yeah. smoke the whole pack. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go. We got to go to the fucking pound and adopt every kid. We can kill every kid. Teach cat you in the a pound. fucking lesson. It, it's, the, it's like literally David is like a fucking one of those lizards that, like, cuts off his tail so that the fucking hawk will go for that instead. Ooh. I mean, that's you know, smart, though. Like, that's oh, no, you're eating me, technically. The part of me that I fucking didn't even care about and would grow back concubines. Yet. Oh, only he, 10 of my unnamed concubines from, like, what percentage of these even are his wives? Like, it's got to yeah. be. <laughs> They're like side, side bitches. Yeah. So that's the end of chapter 16. Um, and it says, now in those days, the advice Ahithophel gave was like that of one who inquires of God. See, he's smart. All right. Why God would he fuck, literally what told is him, this advice? Well, be, okay, first off, so that one was just to fulfill a prophecy. It's irrelevant. God made I him say guess. that, I would think. All right, whatever. It's stupid. Because God wanted it to happen. God wanted David to be shamed. God is so a Ahith- fucking pervert. 
Yes, yes. Like, yes. oh, yeah, I want to yes. see this guy fuck his own stepmom. Like, yes. for all those people getting all butthurt about incest porn, God did it first. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? <laughs> are you going after people that don't like incest porn? Now? I'm just telling is you, that, people that is, don't like incest porn, <laughs> it's the godly thing. You better fucking, you better, you better fucking step correct. I'll defend it to the grave. Hell yeah, dude. That's a t-shirt right there. Um <laughs> Okay, so chapter seventeen. Let's hear what else Ahithophel has to say. You to just Absalom. know that God is slow jerking in heaven to fucking and whispering in Ahithophel's ear, which is yeah. weird because we're gonna. It's a lot. It's a lot. Now, next thing up, Ahithophel goes to Absalom and says, "Listen, pick twelve thousand men, strong dudes. Go out tonight and pursue to David." Attack we're in chapter him. seventeen, by the way. I said that you fucking asshole. <laughs> You're gonna interrupt me. In the middle of Let's start probably over. the Let's most start important. Over. <laughs> no, the point is, Ahithophel goes to, to uh, Absalom and says, take 12,000 men, go out tonight. Let's hit David while he's weak. He's not ready. That'll fill them with terror. That'll basically give us the momentum we need to finish this thing off in the Civil War. Wipe out yeah. uh, daddy. So Ahithophel's second thing. Well, first of all, Ahithophel is really speaking to aggression. Like, what's your first order of business? Go fuck your dad's wives. All right, great. What's my second order of business? Let's get some kill boys right now. Let's fucking blitzkrieg. Let's chase him in the woods. Let's kill him tonight. And it's even smarter than that. He doesn't just say kill your dad. He says strike down only the king and bring all the people back with you as a sign of mercy. Like, just kill the actual problem. The rest of it will resolve itself. They'll see you as a great ruler. And that makes sense. Again, this dude has God in his ear, apparently. Seems that way. Yeah. But at this point, Absalom's thinking it over. Um, It seems good to Absalom. But first, he summons Hushai the Archite, which, as we know, is a fucking plant from David. Yeah, let's get a second opinion. So it'd be like, like, it's like you have, like, cancer. And you first go to your doctor, and your doctor's like, all right, well, we should probably start a pretty aggressive chemo, and we're going to have to do this thing. And then, like, your second opinion is Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, Jim Baker, but yeah. (laughs) Jim Baker, yeah. And you're like, Gwyneth Paltrow, what should I do with my cancer? She's like, have you tried shoving these fucking crystals up your ass? (laughs) This candle that smells like my pussy? And you're like, yeah, all right. (laughs) I'm liking this fucking plan. That's my kind of chemo. Yeah, chemo's Um, just poison, bro. Eat these fucking apple. You're like, all right, great. That makes sense to me. So, sure enough, uh, he brings Hushai around and says, hey, listen, here's what Ahithophel thinks. What's your take on this, my new advisor who suspiciously just showed up from David's camp? And Hushai says, no, 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 no. You don't want to do what that motherfucker said. That's not good advice. Listen, you know your father. You know his men. They're fighters. They're fierce. They're They're fierce like a wild bear robbed of her cubs. That's fierce. (laughs) Like, David's Uh, not getting beat. David's getting angry. Yeah, he just get you know... You got him on the ropes. That's the most dangerous time, right? That's what he's saying. He's like a cornered coyote. Those are actually really, you just step on them. <laughs> uh, so he says to he says to him, no, like, don't go after him right now. You know that he's an expert fighter. He'll humiliate you. Um, even now, he's probably just hidden in a cave um, waiting for this shit to go down. So he will slaughter your troops. He's sneaky like a fox. He's used to being on the lamb fighting in the desert, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it is kind of... Fair advice, almost. Like, I could understand both of them. I mean, obviously, we'll get into, like, what Hushai's motivations could be and what he's actually doing. But Hithophel is like, let's send out a fucking stormtrooper 
yeah. Blitzkrieg to go blitz. catch David unawares. Let's fucking kill him in the night. Let's just end this war tonight. Let's end it quick. And Hushai is like, yeah, you can send all your boys out if you want them to die in a fucking ambush. Like, obviously, yeah. David is just hiked up in the woods waiting for you to do some dumb shit so he can kill you, demoralize your army, and turn Israel against you. Basically. So you might think this sneak attack is a brilliant idea, but you could actually lose the entire war right now by being so impetuous and feisty. By getting basically sucker punched by David whenever right. you think you're going to go get him. Uh, boom. Which isn't true, and we know that, and Hushai knows that. Uh, yeah. Hushai knows that that's exactly what w- – that Ahithophel is right. And if they went after David right now, they probably would be able to fuck him up. Yeah, I think Hushai so says, is buying David some time. Correct. He says, instead, let's get all of Israel, as numerous as we can, get them all gathered to you, and then you yourself lead them into battle. <laughs> now, that's going to take a while, right? You're going to have to get all the way from Dan to Beersheba, all these people together. Um, he says, we'll attack wherever he may be found, and we'll fall on him as dew settles on the ground. I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's actually it, It's pretty – he's like, he's like, no, no, no. Let's not do a sneak attack with 12,000 boys to kill a king on the run. Let's get an entire army, and then you go personally into the heat of battle dangerously and fight a fucking army. Trust me, bro. That's what he uses more awesome uh, evocative language here. He says – We'll find them, we'll kill all of them. And if they withdraw into his city, then all Israel will bring ropes to that city and we will drag it down to the valley until not so much as a pebble is left. So basically like some real Carthage shit. Yeah. Like we're going to fuck it to death. There, he's basically like, hey, you know, you could you could risk it all right now and throw a small force at David or you could just get the whole fucking nation. And if he hides in a city, we'll just throw the city into the fucking ocean. Yeah. So he's basically saying we need the numbers. Twelve thousand men's not going to do it. Let's just let's go like full on, uh, full force against them. Lord, you know, Lord, forgive me for this one more time. I got to go full force. <laughs> um, so Absalom says to uh, all the men of Israel, he says, "The advice of Hushai is better than that of Ahithophel, dumbass." Um, he's like, the Lord has determined to frustrate the good advice of Ahithophel in order to bring disaster on Absalom. So he's basically saying, no, God's messing with Ahithophel, mess- messing up his um, his advice, which is hilarious because, in fact, the exact opposite is happening. You would almost wonder if God actually favors David, why isn't God messing up? The- like, couldn't God just himself be giving Ahithophel bad advice? And that's why my uh, comment in the columns is, why this way? Exactly. (laughs) Why why did they have to use Hushai? Does Um, God even give a shit about the Jews at this time? Like, what is he doing right now? What is happening? I mean, the only thing we have connection to God-wise is, like, Nathan. But that's been a while. Been a while. The Ark of the Covenant is just hanging out, not doing shit. Correct. Like, God... is like, confusing. oh, I thought it was real important that I set up this whole kingdom for Israelites. And then he just fucking walks away and lets them lets uh, a son chase his father to death and let them rape each other and stuff. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not looking good. It, it reminds me of like periods and judges where God seems to be not not around, yeah. you know, um, when things are just sort of wild and shit. So now Hushai told Zadok and Abiathar, the priests who are still in Jerusalem, you remember, they're, they're the two that brought the uh, Ark back, right? Yeah, so the two priests that brought the Ark back, um, Hushai says to them, Ahithophel has advised Absalom and the elders of Israel to do such and such, but I told him to do so and so. 
The, my Bible actually says that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty fucking dumb. But basically, he's like, "Hey guys, I tricked fucking Absalom. I bought David some time. I need you guys to go give the message to David that he needs to get the fuck out of Dodge because yeah. all of Israel's coming for him." And basically, I, I would imagine the priests are like safer to do things like this, espionage wise. And they were also they're they're still on David's side, so they're gonna do whatever uh, Hushai says. So Husai uh, basically tells those priests, all right, tell David to not sleep in the plains of the wilderness and to not, like, fucking hang out. But he needs to get across the Jordan and get out of fucking Israel as quickly as he can. Yes. So those two, this is a great buddy comedy, by the way. <laughs> they have the message. They got to get out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I honestly, again, I, I would love to see some sort of, like, HBO miniseries about this story because this episode is great. It's going to be it's- funny. <laughs> So they stay. They set off, and they're staying in a place called En Rogel, whatever that is. And uh, they have a female servant that's going into the city working for them, basically. So unnamed, of course, because she's a woman. We're not going to bother with that. It wasn't um, a whore in Rahab or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's we only get to name her. So the point is that they're they're sending her in to do their dirty work, but a young man saw them uh, and told Absalom, and so now the fucking the heat's on, right? So they go. They're running. They get to uh, a house of a man in Bacharem, which is where David was earlier when the rocks were getting thrown at him, if you remember. Um, and this dude's wife uh, took them into the courtyard. They put him in a well. She covers up the well and, like, scatters some grain over the cover so it doesn't look like a well. Some early camouflage shit. It's, it's like a, one of those Viet Cong rat holes. It is. Spider ex- holes. It is actually the original Viet Cong rat hole. Um, is that what they're so called? They're, Are they called rat holes or spider holes? Why just be I racist? Know. I don't know. Fucking... What were they called? I'm not a fucking baby killing marine. How would I know? <laughs> All right, continuing on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the two of them are down there. The troops show up. They're looking around. Can't find the the uh, the two priestly dudes and take off. Yeah. So so their deceit has succeeded. They were like, oh, that was pretty cool. That whole sneaky well shit yeah the woman did lie about where they were so that helped too yeah godly um yeah women are great liars according to the bible yeah especially if they don't have names they do it naturally they lie all the fucking time we got eve we've got tamar we've got this bitch tamar so anyway, are you victim uh, blaming no the tamar that fucked judah sorry like i'm just a normal whore come bust in here yeah 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 that's right that took his staff and all that okay yeah. so this point, they do get to David. They tell him, hey, set out across the river. Get the fuck out of here. Ahithophel is advising against you. So David and all his people cross the Jordan. And by daybreak, the entire army was across. Mm-hmm. And Here's what's think, interesting. I don't think Absalom has the balls to cross over the Jordan to kill his own dad. He just he ain't mad enough. I mean, there's some reason that he didn't listen to Ahithophel. Now, news gets back to Ahithophel, the advisor, that his plans weren't followed. Right, that instead Hushai was being listened to, and so when he finds that out, he does what we would all do, right? Whenever someone doesn't listen to I you, I mean, what I would do is I would take some time for self reflection. I would dedicate myself to improvement. I would come back harder the next day, you know. Oh, I would go back to my home of record and hang myself, <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly what a Hithophel does. Yeah. I, I I love it. it. It's really kind of fucking dark, of course. I mean, suicide sometimes funny, but not in this instance. No. Um, like, David Carradine, funny as shit. This guy, I don't know. 
He uh, yeah. he that morning he got on his donkey, went back home, put his household in order. So I'm assuming he like paid off his last bills. He wrote his will down. I think he just smashed one more time. That's what that means. <laughs> yeah, bust in here. And then when she's like showering, he's like, "All right, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go to the store." And he just goes in the garage and never leaves. Nice, dude. Some real, uh, some real uh, a star is born vibes coming out of this. <laughs> um, Give the dog a steak. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he hanged himself and died, and he was buried in his father's tomb. So uh, yeah, what is this Hari- Harakiri or whatever? Sepuku. Sepuku. would be. A, yeah. So he yeah. was so dishonored by the fact that Absalom decided not to listen to his advice, I guess, and he saw the huge error in his ways correctly. Of uh, Absalom not following. I mean, his that's got to be pretty fucking infuriating when there's like there's a Hithophel who's like, "Hey, man, definitely if we go, we could end this war right now." And he's like, "No, no, no, let me go to my dad's best friend and see what he says to do." <laughs> like, all right, I'll just yeah, pretty I'll stupid. Just, I'll just fucking kill myself. Thank you, thank you. This has been I, great. I'm gonna go kill myself. Obviously, the mistake here is that you, he has the biggest "I told you so" of all time, and he <laughs> fucking wastes it. Yeah. You know, he didn't get to say that. That would be me putting my house in order is me just like calling all like, like call my ex and be like, you did this. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone's listening to the podcast and you're thinking of killing yourself, make sure you drop one last dab on the people that hurt you. No, this is, we're going to get shut down like Jim Backer. 13 reasons why, bitch. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, Continuing. David gets to Machanaim. All right. Um, and Absalom does cross the Jordan with all the men of Israel, right? Uh, in hot pursuit at this point. Apparently. Realizes, I guess, the mistake of not listening to Ahithophel. Um, and he appointed a man named Amasa over the army in place of Joab. Because obviously Joab is uh, ride or die for David. Uh, now, Amasa, this is funny. It, it gives her a convoluted explanation of his lineage. But the short of it is that he's Joab's cousin. So he's basically like Costco brand Joab. Yeah, it does seem that way. Apparently, uh, it's really confusing what it says. Uh, Amasa was the son of a man whose name was Jithra, an Israelite who had gone into Abigail, which is a fucking gross. I hate the way they talk about it. He's like, the guy that jizzed in Abigail, not the same Abigail that David had sex with, a yeah. different one, the daughter of Nahash, sister of Zeruah, Joab's mother. So it's... Yeah, Joab's why did you, cousin. It's his, it's his cousin by his mother, his yeah. mother's sister's child. Um, so again, cut rate Joab. He doesn't have the cool backstory of ruthlessly murdering a lot of people. Uh, so you know he's not going to be as good. You right. want that in a man that's a general. Right. You know, you want to know that he's going to be willing to kill women, children, whatever. I, I, I um, want to know that he's going to do it without my permission, just on the yeah. side. Just be well, like, hey, you know, your enemies, I like. Hey, Let's man, put some you know, it's like when your girlfriend gets pregnant and your best man's like, don't worry, man, I'll push her down some fucking stairs. I'll get rid of this problem for you. Like, no, 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 don't do that. I'm really excited about having this bastard child. He's like, wink. I got you, fam. I'm going to take care of this. You know? <laughs> yeah. A true bro. A true, true bro. bro. True bros don't wait for consent. They know what you mean. Hmm. Ironically, uh, I think you really hit the nail on the head with that, <laughs> that sentence. True bros do not wait for consent. So uh, continuing on. David gets there. Um, there's a bunch of people there that they list that I'm not going to bother with. Yeah, but they good. bring him bedding and bowls and articles of pottery. They brought wheat and barley and flour and roasted grains and beans and lentils and honey and curds and cheese from cow's milk. So just a lot of good shit, honestly. Coming to David, yeah. Can I, and sidebar, my new favorite thing 
It's some good sharp cheddar, preferably like truffle cheddar okay. with some honey, a little peppered salami. Put that on a toasted baguette. With honey? Oh, yeah. What honey the fuck? Honey and sharp cheese are the match made in heaven. Some peppered salami, too, to give it a little kick. This is a good podcast. Try it out. <laughs> right, try it try. out. I got some sharp cheddar. I got some honey. I'll try shit. Uh, a, I mean, it's a real charcuterie move. But, but anyway, I, I, I think move. what we're getting at is that Absalom is building his army and has a yeah. new general. I, now, I wonder, did Joab go with David into the wilderness? It doesn't specifically state it, but we would assume. He has to have, because he's not around. Because it, it's like, oh, yeah, it puts uh, um, Amasa, captain of the army, instead of Joab. I almost wonder if no, Joab was chapter, just... We find out Joab is definitely with on David's team still, rolling well, with David. Maybe, I guess. Yeah, it would, it would be, I guess. Cause, Certainly. Okay, yeah. But so I guess the main army of Israel uh, after they defected is loose, and Absalom's like third order business is assigning a general named Amasa in charge of them. Yes, but and now David is resting on his laurels. Him and all of his men are getting well fed and are gonna be ready to kick some ass. I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. But uh, should we call it here? Yeah, let's let's call it because. Um, that is, the, the, the next, next two chapters, chapters kind of huge. flow into each other, you know. Yeah. So we'll be able to do like eighteen, nineteen, even maybe twenty next next week. Right. But that's that's where we're in right now. So so the armies have amassed. David has got tons of food and water and is hanging out with his boys. Uh, Absalom has essentially uh, created his own army and has his new yeah. general in charge of it, and we're probably going to have some fucking conflict coming our way. Yeah, the uh, the powder keg and the sparks are getting way too close together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And not like that normal pussy conflict that David's used to, where all his enemies just happen to die, uh, From you know, God. coincidentally, you know? Well, yeah, you're speaking a little too soon on that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, my enemies just happen to die without me even wanting it. Oh, I have to cry over this. No yeah, more of that, I hope. Again. Yeah, that's, that won't be a, a recurring theme. <laughs> Uh, so, where do you stand? Well, I asked you at the beginning of this episode where you stood on Absalom as a bad guy. Where are you at now I, on Absalom? I, do you think the Do you think the concubine was a bridge too far? The concubine thing is weird, but not weirder than we've seen. I, I don't. It's kind of hot. Yeah, it's kind of fucking hot. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I guess I, I don't know. Like if I compare him to Saul. Saul legitimately more and more just seems like the much better option for Israel. Oh, yeah. Like, Saul yes. actually cared about Israel. It doesn't seem like any of these people, David going forward, give two shits about the nation. Has anyone no. checked in on the Philistines? Does anyone know what's happened on the border tribes? It just seems like David's so obsessed with his own dick and how many women he can stick it into and his own bullshit and his power that he doesn't even seem to really be fucking bothered by it. And Absalom, to his credit, I'm not even sure what Absalom's doing. He just wants to kind of judge for Israel, which begs the question, if David was such a fucking great king, how come he didn't notice that people aren't even coming to him for judgment anymore, you know? Because he's a fucking idiot. Again, this is the, not again, but the crazy thing here is that Winners write the history books, and this is the best he could fucking do. Just imagine how bad the actual story is. You know, that he was you just know? busy this running the- around like some kind of fucking Clinton, trying to bang whoever can, like, enter his slight of sight and or kill them. And, 
I do get major Bill vibes from David. Yeah, that you mentioned yeah, it. Yeah. It's just, um, and Saul is definitely Jimmy Carter. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just shit. unfairly vilified, you know, it's still just building houses and shit. Yeah, if just we building let him houses, live. work on his peanut farm. Everyone's like, fuck you, Jimmy. And he's like, I hope you fall oh. off one of those fucking houses. You're building for the poor and die. I hope your grandson is crippled. <laughs> Why won't you just have a stroke while you're busy feeding the poor, you old bitch? <laughs> you know, Jimmy Carter. Hell yeah, um, dude. Fuck you, you old asshole. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, it just seems like like Saul did everything he could and was actively plagued with his fear and just trying to keep Israel together. And then here's David, King Shithead, doing shithead shit all the time. And then one of his shithead sons is like wrestling it from him. So I don't think Absalom's a bad guy necessarily if only because david just seems like such a shitty fucking king yeah yeah that's fair i think i think that i think that you know we are a lot of what we are now granted we still have decisions to make but a lot of what we are is what our parents made us you know and and how much we pull away from that is is variable but uh, the dickish parts of absalom the bad things he's doing i definitely think we can attribute directly to his upbringing and treatment uh, after he avenged his sister, so the fact that David was such a fucker, and and you know banished Absalom and treated him this way, and and failed to see what was happening under his own nose as Absalom gained popularity, that's all fucking David's fault. Every bit of it. The concubines kind of weird. I don't feel great about that, uh, but I don't know. God said it was going to happen. So how much choice did Absalom really have? If that, sure. if that was yeah. part of the plan. I mean, what, I, I guess we're assuming that I mean, it, there's no mention of it. Like, God seems like he's, like, washed his hands even though he fucking called that shit. Like, God yeah. was like, oh, yeah, by the way, David, uh, your wife is going to get fucked in front of the entire nation. You're going to live a cursed life. <laughs> so by that logic, are we saying that everything that's happening here, all the people that are about to die and all the murder and shit and all the rape, that's just God's idea of, like, teaching David a lesson? <laughs> David gets word that Absalom is fucking all of his wives on the roof of the palace, and he hears God whisper, Kobe. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I don't know. It just feels like if I heard that, like, hey, did you hear that Bill Cosby just called out Harvey Weinstein? I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah. So, I mean, who's the villain in this one? I'm like, they're both... (laughs) They're, they're pretty they shitty. Suck. Yeah, they're fighting. I'm like, okay, like who's the good guy, the bad guy? They're, it's two assholes both, having a fight. Give them both chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they kill each other. Like I don't like in David versus Absalom. I hate David. I fucking hate David. I didn't feel that strongly. Like I, I thought Saul was kind of a shithead. I, I felt he's kind of minor, but Meh. but David has really come into his own in Second Samuel, and he sucks. Yeah, it's a bad look all around. Ugh. Hate him. All right. Well, is that it? That's it. Let's fucking wrap this shit. Tell you what, folks. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter, at Revelations. Update on that. We're still down. We're still in fucking free speech jail over a goddamn meme. And no, I'm not just going to take the meme down and bow to the Twitter power. Right? So we're still contesting it trying to get our Twitter privileges back. This might be our second episode in a row that's not released on Twitter. If anyone uh, can get close to Jack Dorsey. uh, You know what to do. You know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so uh, also send us emails uh, because we don't have Twitter. You can do that at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. And to any of our listeners at the time, you know, Zoomers who are having trouble with their Boomer family, you know, and you're just, you're just, you know, you, you just see the nation going to shit and you know your dad's part of the problem and you're looking for a way to really get back at him. 
Have you thought about fucking his wife? Is that your mom? Mm-hmm.